bitching, man. Well, I appreciate the time, right. Shane. <laughs> yeah, man. So so sorry. I'm a few minutes late. I I got a new computer like a week ago, and it's like thought I had it on lockdown. But I, <laughs> no. Well, I appreciate the time, man. Want to get into the tour and the anniversary, and yeah. look forward and look back a little bit. But uh, let me first start by saying. I get it, but I was a little bit bummed because I thought you were going to come with this year, the uh, 20th anniversary of when Broken is easily fixed. But uh, instead, we're doing the 10th anniversary of This Is How the Wind Shifts and certainly an important album for Paul Mark, his first with the band. But take me back to making that one. Was he able to contribute a lot in riffs or was it kind of already done by the time he came in or it's a great it's a great question but just to touch on when broke easily fixed you know yes 20 years it is a hell of a milestone man and um you know i think had we not done the 15 extensive 15 year anniversary touring like we we did a tour and then it we did another tour <laughs> that we weren't even planning on doing uh because it did so well so i think if that if that hadn't happened only five years ago which feels like it feels like 50 years ago, but uh, I think I think we uh, we probably would be celebrating that record again. Did you but, even think about that? I mean, that far in advance? No, 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 we didn't. You know, I think I think it's just because we it's still fresh in our minds, and I think our fans' minds too. And for me, um, the Sound of the Wind Shifts is 100 percent my favorite album. Oh, interesting! Uh, that we've done. Um, you know, I think it's just incredible um, what we were able to put together. Um, it, it's kind of one of those things where like you look back and you're like, how did we do <laughs> some of this stuff? Like where were our heads at? How did we, you know, come up with these ideas? And um, so, it, so it's really something we wanted to celebrate um, and, and kind of reflect back on. And of course we hear it from our fans all the time. Uh, what a, what a favorite of, of theirs it is too. So we had a little time at the end of the year here and we put together a relatively short, uh, you know, 18 show tour in the U S and Canada. Um, but no, it's going to be, it's going to be great. And, and to answer your question about like putting this thing together, I mean, it was incredible. Um, you know, back 10 years ago, Paul Mark came into the band, you know, fresh blood and <laughs> dude, he wrote, he he's all over this thing. I mean, oh, um, good. we good. probably had, we didn't have too much written when he came in. Um, we, we wanted to originally, uh, you know, we were auditioning new guitar players at that time and we weren't sure who we were going to get, but Paul Mark happened to live in the same town as us. Ah. He was the first one to audition. And once <laughs> he came in, we were like, we don't need to talk to anybody else. <laughs> no, uh, this is just fine like that. We, we definitely do not need to do that. So do you don't hear that dinging, do you? No. Okay. I'm getting dinging because... I'm getting annoying uh, eye messages ah. in my ears. It's like very distracting. See, new computer problems, you know? Exactly, exactly. I'm just going to turn this off. I assume you're editing this, right? Of course, of course. <laughs> so there we go. Okay, boom. That should work. Sign out. Awesome. Cool. Now I won't be distracted. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, a great little example of Paul Mark coming to the band was, um, I think it was maybe the second time he jammed with us and he was like, yeah, so I'm not like trying to overstep or anything, but I wrote a song last night. Oh, wow. And um, Yeah. And it was just instrumental, but it was the instrumental of stand amid the roar, which became track one. Yeah. 
And I remember him playing it for me, you know, just his demo on his computer and hearing that like, and I was like, that is genius. We are totally using this. And then from there, I mean, it's just been, it's been pretty magical creatively with him over the last 10 years. So it's been really, really great. You know, all the records we've made since, but that was special because it was the first time we collaborated. You know, it's interesting looking back on that album. Album titles always come from uh, song titles or a lyric in a song. I've never seen two like almost interlude songs on separate parts of the album come together for an album title. Was that by design or was that kind of an afterthought or? Uh, It's a great question. Um, So the whole concept of the album is that we've got songs related to other songs side a and side b they all correlate so this is how and on side b it correlates to this is how the wind shifts or or how or the wind shifts sorry and then we have arrivals on side a departures on side b we have um on brave mounds we conquer on side a and in silent seas we drown on side b and they're all related they're all the stories they're all you know the the question of what if you know in, in like the a different space time continuum, mm. you know, what would have been or what could have been. Right. And these are, these are things we always think about in our mind, you know, when like, if one little thing didn't happen, you know, like one little tiny thing, like um, maybe your whole life would be different, you know, like the movie, I don't know if you ever saw the movie sliding doors, you know, right. it's a right. very similar, similar idea to that. So what I wanted to do to really hammer this home is I wanted to do uh, two songs that could be played over top of each other at the same time. Ah. And one I called, this is how, and the other I called the wind shifts. <laughs> so this is how the wind shifts when you put them together. And I remember telling my band about this at the time, the working titles were sun and moon. That was the working title. So very, you know, basic. Uh-huh. Um, and one was kind of, you know, going to be more of a major kind of happy song. And then the other was going to be darker. But the idea was if I put one in, you know, C major, for example, I'm not sure what actual key I used, but C major and then the other one in A minor for music nerds out there, that's the relative minor of C, right? So you can kind of get away with having one song in a major key, one song in a minor key. And if you do it right, they can overlap. So they can be played together. So that's something that we, my band thought it was absolutely crazy, but (laughs) managed to pull it off. Um, and it was, it's one of the coolest things I think when our fans discovered like, oh my God, you can take, this is how you can take the wind shifts and you can put them together, you know? And so that's something we're going to be doing live too. We're going to be, um, we're going to be playing those songs, uh, separately and then together after. So it's, it's, it's pretty exciting. Interesting. Interesting. Made me think of, and and I'm sure you remember as a kid, like choose your own adventure. (laughs) Yeah. You remember like this path, you go down this hallway or you turn left or whatever, kind of that same kind of vibe. And, uh, interesting that you're going to perform it that way as well, separately and then together. Yeah, exactly. No, I remember doing book reports when I was a kid and I would try to die as early as the choose your own adventure as I could. So I didn't have to read the rest of the book, uh, just make the worst decisions. (laughs) (laughs) But no, man, I I think, yeah, I think, um, um, I think it's going to be a really cool, uh, show for people. And I know we've been a band a long time, you know, we've been touring for 20 years. People have seen us a lot, you know, especially Southern California, which is like our second home. 
But, you know, I think this is going to be really something unique and different that people haven't seen before because we were really taking it kind of over the top creatively. Um, and I think it's going to be really, really, really cool to see that kind of, um, what's the word? I don't know. Just, it's going to be a real show, you know? Yeah. It's going to um, be a performance. And, and of course, yes, it's a performance and there's going to be still, like we're still playing the hits. We're still playing the bangers. There's still, <laughs> we're still expecting people to mosh and go crazy and all that too. But it's going to be really cool when we do some of these things, uh, like, you know, this saddle wind shifts, um, arrivals, departures, and uh, um, some of the other songs too that that kind of you know go into each other. Well, looking forward to it. We got you in SoCal, like we mentioned, uh, December 9th, downtown LA at the Region, and then the next night in OC on the 10th at the House of Blues at Anaheim yeah. with Stray from the Path and Avoid and Old Friends. Yeah, I mean we've known Stray from the Path for a long time, and and as friends, but also big fans of their work but never actually uh, got together to do a tour, to do a tour until now. Ah. We're talking about doing a whole bunch and then the world shut down. So <laughs> this is a, a cool makeup for that. And I think Avoid is just one of the most energetic, exciting young bands out there right now. Just the way that they have this kind of like, I don't know, they're like heavy, but they're fast, but they're punk, but they're like, kind of funny like they don't take themselves too seriously <laughs> they're just they're a lot of fun uh and one of my favorite newer bands so i think it's just a great package um you know we're playing a pretty long show so we didn't think we needed to put like four openers or anything <laughs> so it's good people come in i think they'll really enjoy all the other bands and uh and we've got a really great set planned well, I can't wait for the shows. And, you know, speaking of shows with the news just coming out and speaking of playing albums in their entirety, uh, when we were Young Fest coming up oh, yeah. in October and taking out part another album for that one, discovering the waterfront for that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's crazy because we're talking about something happening in 11, 11 months. <laughs> you know, uh, like I, I was people were like, I don't even think I could book flights and hotels yet. You know, some of them aren't even able to be booked so um it's cool but you know i think um it's uh it's going to be incredible to just see so many iconic albums performed on one day because you know sure you can get a great lineup with bands um you know and they have for the last two years we were part of the of the first one and, you know, last year or this year, I should say, was like incredible lineup once again. But for them to really step it up and take it even a step further and have it be iconic albums, you know, some of them I'm sure will be played in their entirety. It's like you don't get a chance to see that very often. No. You know? um, especially if you're a real fan of this genre and you're a real fan of not just, you know, the hit songs, the top five on Spotify, but the actual albums that we had, you know, that we bought on CD at Best yeah. Buy and all that, you know, <laughs> now it's like, okay, we get to hear those tracks. Yes. So that's going to be really special. And and um, I know there's going to be a lot of nervous bands trying to relearn or learn <laughs> for the first time some of these songs, some of which have probably never been played before. Uh, for us with Discovering the Waterfront, we have played that record before we've toured with it we've done it a whole thing so we're pretty well versed um <laughs> but it's ne it's always exciting to play that album because it just means so much to our fans and it really was the album that you know really put us on the map so 
I love that, it, you know, in this day and age, everyone talks about streaming and singles and playlists, but I love that you guys in general and then this festival keeping albums alive and going back to the those days when we did listen to a full album and still believing in that album concept, which I feel like is going away, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, I mean, in terms of what we do, it's not going away. You know, we, we think about the next album always, you know, and we think about our last album, Misery Made Me, being one of our best albums if not our very best so you know i think that's what we shoot for every time it's like okay what are we going to do for this album you know how can we make a collection of you know 10 to 14 songs that are bangers and are expressing ourselves and take different twists and turns you know i think we're not just trying to like okay we're going to write a really one really good three and a half minute song (laughs) And then the rest can be whatever. That's yeah. never, ever going to be our thing. Um, and I think most of the bands kind of came from the same world as us. Let's call them the when we were young bands. I think we kind of all feel that way. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, you do hear about bands that are just kind of like very single driven now. And they may take some singles and then they put it together and they call it an album. Well, it's not really an album. Nah. So, you know. Uh, but, but yeah, so for us, man, we're always album driven, always have been, always will be. And, um, and I love that we were, when we were young is kind of solidifying that importance, you know, and and how much that really still means. I wonder, and I guess this applies to you, but taking off your hat and just being a musician for one sec, I wonder if all these bands that are going to learn all these albums and take the time, if that's going to spawn them touring that way throughout the year or the rest, you know what I mean? If you're going to take the time to learn the album, does it make sense to go ahead and just do a full tour of that leading into the When We Are Young Fest? Right. No, that's, that's, I think for sure you're going to see that. Um, You know, a lot of them are milestone um, anniversaries too, or coming up. Like for us, it's interesting because it's our 19th anniversary of discovering the waterfront. So, you know, are we going to just kind of remember the songs and do it, do something for a 20 year anniversary of it? Maybe, I don't know. I'm speculating. I don't know. We haven't <laughs> talked about it. So, but I think you will, you will see that definitely. Um, it's a good thing. You know, I think, uh, I think it's great. And you'll also kind of probably see some bands just sort of I don't know. When, I think when you learn all, all those old songs and you get kind of back into that frame of mind too, maybe that helps with writing the new stuff too. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe you'll, you'll kind of like remember, Hey, you know what? We were actually pretty good. And this, <laughs> this stuff is pretty good. Maybe we should uh, try to write some music like this again. So I don't know. Again, I'm just speculating, yeah. but it's exciting. It's a really exciting time for our genre. And, and a big summer camp for you, right? Big high, high school reunion, essentially. Oh yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing is I, I, uh, I actually live in Las Vegas now. Ah, it's like a hometown show for me, man. I, Even I, better. I get to go to sleep in my own bed, you know, <laughs> after, after it's all done, but it's great because, you know, I think I'll probably have a big party at my house. You know, I'll have a bunch of, bunch of friends over that haven't visited me here in Vegas yet. And, uh, and I'm really looking forward to, uh, to the weekend. It's going to be great. You had touched on it, and I certainly was going to get into it last album. Misery Made Me, Incredible, Bankrupt, It's Over, Ultraviolet, played that one to death. And I know it was just last year, but are the wheels starting to turn towards another album or too tight on all the touring and everything? Uh, yeah, the, well, yes, the wheels are, are starting to turn very slowly at this point. Um, you know, I think, I think we were so happy with when um when we were young that too with uh misery made me that you know i don't think we felt like we needed to 
kind of rush another album. And I don't think we wanted to kind of force creativity. I think we kind of wanted to wait a little bit on this one and kind of feel like, okay, now we've got something to say. We've got some inspiration. You know, we've, we've written some, some big riffs and, and some musical ideas. Now let's start to put it together. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, I'm, I'm putting together some stuff on my own. Uh, Paul Marcus told me he is too. So, you know, as, as you know, me and him tend to be the two guys that are kind of doing most of the creative things. So yeah, we'll probably put our heads together and say, Hey, what do you got? You know, and, and shoot some stuff back and forth. And then once that's starting the ball rolling, we'll get the whole band together and we'll start to say, okay, well, how do we like this? Do we like this direction? Where do we want to go from here? What other types of sounds and ideas do we want to explore? And then at that point, we'll find a studio, we'll get in there, we'll make a record, you know, we'll play some golf, some basketball, drink some red wine, have a good time, and uh, album number 11. So that's the plan for uh, for the early part of next year to, uh, to, to really focus on creativity, writing, and uh, eventually recording. Looking forward to it, man. And yeah, man. Uh, wanted to touch on a couple last things here. Uh, Lead Singer Syndrome podcast. Yeah. Great podcast. And thank you. Great to see you're kind of uh, doing the same thing as I am, but on the opposite side. How long has it been now for you? Eight years. Wow. Believe it or not. It's crazy. Eight years. I'm closing in on, on uh, 400 episodes. Damn. Which is pretty wild. Yeah. And it's been great, man. You know, I think when I think back, you know, what I've taken the most away from is just how many new friends I've met, you know, because I, of course I talk to people I already know and I have all my friends on the show, but then, you know, I'll also just have people I don't know and we'll really hit it off. We'll have a great, you know, great conversation and then I'll see them at a festival or we'll go on tour together or something. And then, you know, just become great friends. And that's meant a lot to me. Um, I think also just kind of providing the public with, you know, no BS, really good interviews and, and people hearing stuff for the first time, you know, that stuff that's like never really been talked about in, in interviews or in media before. So for, for me, being able to be a part of that is, uh, is pretty special. And yeah, I have fun. I have fun each and every week. And, uh, I feel, you know, like almost all my episodes are like really good. So <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, man, but dude, let's just say, you right now mm -hmm. have the much harder job. Oh, of course. Much harder job. I interviewing people is not easy, man. I, I spent a lot of time preparing, making notes, you know, figuring it out. And then of course, like once you're in there, you got to like, you never know who you're like, what you're going to get, who you're going to get, what kind of mood you're going to be in that day. Yeah. You never know, man. And it's kind of, you got to, you got to set the tone. So that's a difficult thing for, for interviewers to do. And, uh, you do a great job, Mike. So oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, so yes, I just I just want to be as good as people like you, and <laughs> hopefully I'm close. Well, I, I love the variety you have on it. You know, I would think it would just be kind of in your world, but you really take it outside. You go into Dragon Force and all kinds of different yeah. bands, which is really cool too to kind of show that side of your personality as well. Totally. I mean, I think the whole premise of the show is not lead singer sin, lead singer of punk band <laughs> syndrome or lead singer of hardcore band syndrome it's just lead singer syndrome so whatever you do if you are a singer 
in anything, whether it's, yeah, a, you know, a Dragon Force style, you know, technical <laughs> metal, uh, or whether it's like a country artist right. or a hip hop artist or whatever. Um, I'm all about it, you know, because everybody has a unique story. And what I love to see is just no matter what, so many people have the same stories. Mm-hmm. I fell into this, you know, being a lead singer, being a front person thing. Um, and I'll, I'll spoiler alert. Most lead singers never wanted to be the singer and still don't feel like they are a singer. It's I like, oh, I'm a drummer, but you know, I sing too. And it's like, dude, you've been like, you have multi-platinum <laughs> albums and you, I never even seen you play drums. You're not a drummer. Right. But you know, but that's, that's the, that's the thing. So it's been, it's been really, really cool to, to just see, you know, how much similarities there are, but then of course, like talk about all the, the really interesting differences as well. And I'm sure it's made you a better interviewee at the same time too. I think so. I think I know sometimes when people are like what they're kind of pushing me to give them. Mm-hmm. And I have no problem giving people what they want generally. You know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, my, my manager uh, always is like, oh, you shouldn't have said that. Why are you saying you're saying anything? You're giving too much away. I'm like, I don't care, man. Like, I want to like, you know, if, if something comes out like from this, and it's like, oh, headline Silverstein recording new album in 2024. It's like, well, I mean. I didn't lie. You want me to lie? <laughs> you know. So it's uh, yeah, man. I think it's definitely made me a better. Uh, a, it made me a better interview. I've always tried to be good, but I'm sure I've gotten better. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's. Uh, I think it's fun. You know, I think that's the, the first thing is like interviews like this. Both people should want to be there. Absolutely, you and me. Yeah, there should be something to say and something to get out of it and not just the same generic crap, you know? So like, let's talk, let's have fun. You know, that's what, that's what it's all about. Uh, last couple of things I wanted to hit you with hockey fan, right? Big NHL of course, fan. I'm from Canada. What do you expect? Yeah, of course. So any, any predictions for the year? Okay. We're kind of early into the season. Any thoughts? Oh boy. Well, you know, I'm a Maple Leafs fan. So for any, any hockey fans out there, no, what a miserable experience my entire <laughs> life has been. Uh, uh, that's why you that moved first, to Vegas, right? I, yeah, well, that's right. That's so funny, man. I move here and a few months Win later, the, the team, my, my, my new home team wins the cup. Insane. <laughs> and, I, and I was like there for it, man. I went down to the strip and I was partying and everything. And I've been a pretty big fan of Vegas since they came out. My sister lives in Vegas too. So ah. this has always been my second home. And you know, I think you're allowed to have a team in each conference at least, right? <laughs> so you know, I'm not. You can't. You can't be a, a Leafs fan and a Habs fan. You know, you can't. Right, do it. Right. You can't be a Sharks fan and a Knights fan. You know, <laughs> you can't. There's certain things you can't do. But I think this one works. Um, but no, man, I I think the Leafs are going to blow it again. I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, it's it's just oh, oh they wow they got past the first round last year. Wow, big deal. Um, you know, so they're going to break my heart again. Um, and I think Vegas has a pretty good chance of repeating. Um, and who else do I like? Um, I think Colorado's going to be going to be there again. Yeah, I have a feeling. I have a feeling. Selfishly, feeling. let me get your thoughts on on my team, the Ducks. Zegers. Uh, they're coming. Out, they're coming around a little bit, right? They're not. You know, off to a quicker a- start than we thought. They had, yeah, they had a few rough years there, yeah. and it looked like it might be a, a long rebuild, but maybe not. Maybe they're coming around. I, uh, I always like the Ducks. I love them. 
love him, but I'm a little bit worried about Zegras, man. He was all the talk and all the rage, and he's got all the highlight goals, but his playing time this year is like next to nothing, and he, he's got like one assist on the, on the year so far. So I'm just wondering if he's... Yeah, backwards. you know, I think it's weird. You know, sometimes these players, man, it's like you, there's some time. You take some time to develop, you know, and figure some things out. And, you know, maybe it's up to the coach to switch up the lines and stuff, too. You know, like simple stuff like that. You know, it's coach. I haven't okay. been playing him much. Yeah, well. <laughs> I don't know, man. Maybe you got to trade his ass. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think Mason McTavish is going to be our stud. I think that's going to be the guy that uh, that makes the headlines and, and leads the team. I think so, man. I, I think some of these young guys coming up, I mean, you see like Bedard, you know, uh, and, and all uh, basically the entire New Jersey Devils team, uh, <laughs> you know, Jack Hughes, uh, you know, and, and uh, everybody else over there. It's just such a great team. So, yeah, man, I, I love the young people coming up in hockey and you're seeing like, you know, it's like, where's Patrick Kane going to go? It's like, who cares? You know, this, <laughs> these guys are old and, and finished as far as I'm concerned. You saw what Kane did for, for New York last year. Nothing. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's great. I think it's like a, a really nice changing of the guard right now with, uh, with some of the young players. Totally. Totally changing of the guard. Dude, I appreciate all the time. I wanted to hit you with one last thing, and we're going to go old school on you. We're an old yep. school radio station. We do a feature called Mandatory Metallica every night at 10 p.m., yeah. which you're yeah. going to be a, a part of. And I've been having this debate this year regarding Metallica. I've uh, been debating the greatest Metallica album ever. Me and my buddy Brad are, have been locked in this debate all year long. And it's between, as far as I'm concerned, but okay. It's between these two, between these two albums, you tell me out of these two, which would be your numero uno. My okay. buddy Brad's pick is Ride the Lightning, or my pick is the next album, Master of Puppets. Out of those two, which would be your numero uno? It's Master of Puppets. Uh, it's not close. Sorry. Sorry. I, there's some good songs on Ride the Lightning. Um, I actually had a, I had a chance to see Metallica just like two months ago at the Power Trip Festival. Oh, you were there. Yeah. 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 And it was cool. I mean, they they opened up with like three old songs. I yeah. We played, you know, song from Kill 'Em All and then... Two songs from Ride of the Lightning, I think, to start the set, which was great. But um, no, man, for me, it's it's Master of Puppets. I still put that album on like all the way through, uninterrupted. Like yep. just I don't do anything but listen to this record. About once a year, I put on Master of Puppets just to make sure it's still the greatest metal album of all time. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it pretty much is. So yeah. yeah. Can you play a Metallica song for me? Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. I was going to get to like your pick, but just wanted to gush about the album because I, I think it's flawless. Like you said, start to finish. You don't no skip songs, lots of variety. I mean, everything from Orion and, and Welcome Home to like Damage Inc. and that's Disposable right. Heroes. Uh, that's why I feel like it's more the complete album. Like you said, Ride's got some good songs. Kind of sounds like it was recorded in the bathroom and... <laughs> feel like there's a couple fillers on there, but uh, Master of Puppets certainly the masterpiece. Do you have a favorite song then from Metallica that we could play for you? I do. In fact, they played Orion at yeah. uh, Power Trip, which yeah, was very unexpected. But for me, uh, dude, 100%, we're going Damage Incorporated. Yeah. That's the song only. Yeah. Fast. Yep. This is like you know when I heard this as a young as a young kid. That was like one of my first introductions really to like punk rock, you know, ah. that really fast, you know, thrash metal drum beat that, you know, I heard in so many of my favorite punk bands later on. Um, that was it, man. So, yeah, Damage Incorporated, Blood Will Flow, Blood, let's go, man. It's 
It's epic. Love the simple chokes too, and uh, so good. Oh yeah, the riff at the end. Oh my god, dude! One of the greatest riffs ever. Beautiful man. Thank you so much for the time. Appreciate it. Can't wait for the shows and and the new album when that comes around. Be more than happy to support that as well. Appreciate it, man. Let me know if you ever need me. I'm here. I'm available. And uh, yeah, if you're coming out to the shows, make sure you come say, come find me. Say what's up. I definitely will. Thanks, Shane. Thanks, Appreciate Mike. it. Have yeah, a good man. one. All the best, dude. Cheers. Bye-bye. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at Mike Z 967 And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.